All right, welcome to Weeb's Waifus and Wanting More Snacks. We are your hosts. I'm Cyborg. And I'm Nathaniel. And today we're going to be going over a variety of anime or manga that we've um, watched or read in the past week. Uh, and starting out, I'll be talking about Space Patrol Lulu. By Studio Trigger. Yes. Uh, Studio Trigger is, if you don't know them, um, they're probably most popularly known for um, making Gurren Lagann, which is well, the best. <laughs> Gaidax made Gurren Lagann, and Imaishi made, uh, <laughs> made Gurren Lagann. But he worked with Gainax and then left. I think there might be other staff from Gainax that are in Trigger, too. Um, oh, okay. But yes, uh, that worked on Gurren Lagann. Uh, Trigger does Kill a Kill, and uh, what, what else have they done that's popular? The uh, the show where you have sex with dinosaurs to uh, control Max? Wait, I don't think that's the, <laughs> the premise, but... Uh, yeah, go ahead with Space Patrol, Luluka. Yeah. <laughs> So just uh, kind of starting out, I, I feel like um, if if you've seen Gurren Lagann, uh, it's a very it's very telling of of Studio Trigger style, uh, and you can definitely see that in Space Patrol, which is uh, the episodes are pretty short. I mean, they seem to only be eight minutes long, but the ending is like ninety seconds, the opening is like fifteen seconds. So really, they're like little short six minute episodes. Um, I like the uh, shorter comedy anime. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, it's very... So I, I would describe uh, Studio Trigger style as um, very sexy, flashy, and over-the-top. Um, and it that is like Space Patrol. Um, it's hilarious. It's about this middle school-aged girl who her father works for the, um, the Space Patrol, obviously. And she lives in the only city in the world that is like a space immigration zone and so she's like living alongside aliens and going to school with um and she ends up being roped into uh doing like some space patrol duties she gets a job as you know a space patrol officer and uh of of course that's kind of where the show kicks off from and uh yeah they're, they're short sweet little episodes there is like uh an overarching plot um you know which is good but it's it's really you know it's it's there to be consumed in like a lighthearted manner I think um, but at the same time it still has that kind of like you know over the top like high energy that uh, Sia Trigger is just excellent yeah and the the comedy of it is a lot like uh, Killer Kitlin Gurren Lagan and I guess Panty and Socking and Gardabelt but uh, this is one I've only seen a few episodes of <laughs> yeah but. Uh, yeah, it, it's the over-the-top humor is pretty good. Uh, I really like the uh, the kind of cheesy action scenes and then, like, the cameos from Inferno Cop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and, and all of this fucking justice for justice. <laughs> Did you get a uh, chance to watch any Inferno Cop? Um, I think I have seen a pretty good amount of it. I remember watching it um, with one of our buddies, Finn, years ago um like up late at night at like 2 a.m and i remember i'll have to go back most of the episodes are like two three minutes long so it's pretty easy to watch all of it pretty quickly yeah and yeah i really enjoyed that about uh this show you know it's it's not like um you know it's just it's great i would really i'm kind of skipping ahead and in my notes here i have written down like would you recommend it at the end but i i'd really recommend it to like anyone just like you know it's on crunchyroll uh i don't have a 
premium country. I'll count you out. I watch that shit for free and poor as fuck. Um, and you know, just they're fucking like six minutes long. You know, you can just watch them while you're eating or whatever. And um, they're they're really fun, charming. I really like it. Um, so yeah, definitely give that a look. Um, I have watched six episodes in now. Um, and because uh, I think for this kind of uh, these kind of sampler episodes, um, we're going to try to do typically at least three episodes of like your standard twenty minute length anime. But I figured since well, Luluko's got shorter episodes, you know, I can do uh, right. And uh, yeah, so that's how far I got into it. Um, and it's just really good, I would say. You know, I, I, again, you know what you're getting into. You're not going there for like some grandiose uh, plot, but it's just a good time. And uh, the alien girl's the waifu of the show, so there you go. There, there's your weed, there's your waifu, there's your, there, your, your wonder is the last you had along the way. I uh I I might argue and say that Inferno Cop is the wife of mm. for justice. Or actually no 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 I'll I'll well <laughs> I'll argue and say that Nova's the waifu because he's handsome and charming or a wife. Uh, I like that it uh is a little bit of meta with the uh other things that the trigger staff have worked on too. You get a yeah. little bit of a kill a kill reference here and there. Yeah, I just I think like the opening of episode uh, seven is um, they Luluko says something to the effect of well not to the effect of she literally says uh, out of the frying pan into the fire which is you know one of the early um, episode quotes from Gurren Lagann right or well, well you know not that that's the first place you get it yeah but yeah it's a it's still a reference yeah so. I don't even know which anime I want. I guess, I guess I'll just tackle Shikamori's Not Just a Cutie um, first of the ones I watched. I did not like it. Yeah. Uh, so I, I ended up watching one episode, deciding I didn't like it, then watching a second one just to make sure. And what I realized is uh, it it's just, maybe it's just not for me. It does seem like it's more of a lighthearted comedy anime. Um but it didn't feel like it was going to go anywhere, I guess. Yeah. If that makes sense. Uh, it, it's one of those things where it's an overpowered character, but in this case, it's the girlfriend and the overpowered is just daily life. Uh, and like, I, I can, I can get behind an overpowered character every once in a while. Uh, have you seen uh, regular at magic high school? No, I haven't. it's, uh, it's very cheesy. The, the, Main character is very clichely overpowered, but I, I don't know. It makes it work. Um, it, it really, I, I think the thing that stands out to me for uh, Shikamori's not just a cutie is that the first episode they go bowling and she like plays a perfect game, and it just it's not, it wasn't even that funny, right? Yeah. So it's it's like the humor of it being uh, she's perfect or she's like a heartthrob girlfriend or however they want to say it in the show. It's not that interesting. It's by studio uh, Doga Kobo, which does uh, pretty much all of the like cute girls doing cute things anime, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, they do uh, New Game, which is the, the one about like the, I'm pretty sure it's an all girls game development team. Um, Gabriel Dropout, which is the one about like angels and devils. Uh, Umaru Chan, the one with the little gremlin that drinks Dr. Pepper. (laughs) 
so so it's like all the the kind of generic storyless cute girl things i say that new game is pretty enjoyable i don't i don't want to talk shit about it too much but it's about nothing it's about the making a video game yeah it's there because you you see the cute girl characters doing cute girl things yeah uh, so that's really all I have to say about uh, Chikamori's Not Just a Cutie. I guess another thing is I didn't really like the character designs too much. One of the characters kind of looks like uh, Gary Oak, which is kind of funny. Yeah. But besides that, uh, yeah, it, it was a, a miss for me. I don't, I don't know why it's so popular. Okay, yeah. Well, you know, something you said about um, uh, one of the characters just being like overpowered, kind of Mary Sue-ish. Um, made me think about another thing that I, I really liked about Luluko, um, which is that, uh, you know, they're doing all this, when the, like, combat happens, uh, it, you know, they're doing all kinds of crazy over-the-top stuff, um, and a lot of times, like, characters that just seem like normal people um, will, you know, for whatever reason, find the drive to, like, try, or, or like, hey, well, actually, I can do this, let me try to do this and they do something fantastical um you know so i i don't know i i like that uh it seems like that also in in gurren lagan a little bit that like just like side characters the characters that you're not expecting to um have like tons of power to contribute a lot in combat will be like well actually i i do have this skill so let me try you know and let's do it and then they you know it, it fucking crushes and you know, does really well, helps the story, brings friends closer together. I don't know. I really like that um, about Studio Trigger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, their their character writing is probably some of the uh, more diverse I've seen. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of different character types. They definitely reuse, I think, character archetypes, but when other yeah. stories aren't using that, then it's not as important, I guess. Yeah. Uh, I was going to make an extra comment uh, because this goes into my opening rant. Uh, Shikamori's not just a cutie. The opening is all right, which I guess is how I feel about the anime. <laughs> and I'm starting to think that uh, it, it really, I, if I watch the opening to an anime, I, I'm going to be able to tell if I can enjoy it or not. I I totally get that. And I, I know a lot of people are going to be like, you're just fucking flat out wrong. But I feel like there's like a a 90% accuracy where like if the anime I mean if the opening slaps you know then and not only just the music but also like uh the feeling you kind of get from watching the animation that they tag onto it as well um if that shit slaps then you know it'll probably be a good time right I know I've gotten a lot of flack for the three episode rule or I've even said recently look I can watch one episode and tell if I it's worth my time right yeah you know, if I like it, right? Uh, you know, I'm sure there are stories that you know, six episodes in, it suddenly gets good. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like that's just like incompetently creating your work of art. I guess. Yeah. Like I understand artists are human, and so you're gonna end up with just inevitably someone who fails to follow through at the beginning of their work, and then like fin- finishes it up uh, expertly. But I don't, I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to sit there and watch every fucking episode of every single show just because it might be good. Right? Yeah. It might get good. Uh, it, I, I don't know. If it's something that really interests me, I'm more willing to bite my tongue and go through a couple bad episodes 
Right. But uh, there's, especially with like the number of like just generic isekai and stuff like that that come out. Yeah, definitely. I don't think it's worth it. Did you want to uh, jump on one of your other two? I think I'm pretty much done with Shikamori. Yeah. um, So uh, my next one is Spriggan, but uh, just real quick, and we can interject this wherever in editing. Um, But if anyone wants to get like a good, um, like quick uh, taste of what Studio Trigger is like, um, I would recommend watching Promare. It's just. You know, it's just a movie. You don't have to watch a whole series attached to it or anything. And I've only seen the first, like, 30 or 40 <laughs> minutes of it, and I already know. I already know it's fucking excellent, okay? So, you know, if, if you want to know what Studio Trigger's like, you haven't seen anything by them, go watch Go watch Mari. Skylar and Pickles watched uh, Nightcrawler last night. Oh, really? So, uh, we might be able to convince Skylar to watch Mari one of these nights. Yeah, uh, yeah, I would recommend you watch Mari. Yeah, yes. I agree. <laughs> yeah. It's it's great. I can already tell it's great. Okay, yeah. So, uh, Spriggan, which the anime is produced by Netflix, um, and then the manga. Truncate silence is going to be extremely useful. By the way, I can take a silence that lasts longer than half a second and reduce it down to half a second pretty quickly, and do that for the entire audio track. Yeah. So, just just letting you know, uh, that'll be useful. Uh, it's and it's like a a one pass thing. I don't really have to work at it. I just run truncate silence and audacity, and it goes over the entire track. Yeah. Oh, this is uh in manga. Uh, Spriggan. Yeah. Let's see. Or no, wait. Yes, I don't know. Weekly Shonen Sunday. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's well, by Studio Four Degrees. Okay. Or Four Degrees Celsius. I don't know how to say that. Yeah. Yeah, okay, well, so yeah, the Spriggan manga is by Studio 4 Degrees Celsius, hopefully saying that right. Um, but, um, yeah, so I have not read the manga, just to let you guys know. Um, all I did was watch the first three episodes on Netflix, which they're like 45-minute episodes, um, and there's only six episodes out right now. Uh, I think they're maybe talking about doing And so... From my impression of those first three Netflix episodes, um, if you really just want to see some like high octane action, um, this is probably a great show for you. Uh, and also, you know, they are longer episodes, but it's only six episodes right now, so it's not a huge time commitment. Um, if you end up really not liking it, or you know, just watch the first episode and be like, eh, you know. But um, yeah, I, I, I definitely that all the action scenes um, were very well executed. Um, they keep you engaged, and uh, they feel, uh, I don't know, they just feel very snappy. Um, yeah, love the action scenes. Uh, however, the plot overall is uh, kind of a bit of a miss for me. Um, let's see here. What did I have written down? Uh, so a brief summary of the plot is an ancient civilization advanced too quickly and was eventually destroyed. Uh, maybe by their own hubris, that's just interjecting. Um, even the three episodes I watched didn't have much uh, in far as like as far as describing this ancient civilization. Uh, they left behind a tablet that said, "Keep our heritage out of the hands of the wicked." Uh, one organ- organization that keeps the heritage sealed away. Um, I'm sorry, I said one organization. That- oh my, jeez! Let me drink some water. <laughs> All right, I have a correction while you're drinking some water. Uh, Studio 4C did the original movie for Spriggan, 
which uh-huh. came out in 98. And David Production does the Netflix series, which is the studio that does, I think, all of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Fire mm-hmm. Force uh, sells at work. It's the notable stuff they do, really. Okay. All right. Um, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so there's an organization um, that keeps this special heritage uh, sealed away, and the special operatives of that organization are called Spriggan. Um, so each episode, uh, at least of the three I've watched, um, is like there's some someone is going after one of these ancient artifacts left behind by an angelization that will give them uh, some crazy immense power. Um, so I, I don't want to get too spoilery with it, but you can see like the idea that most of these are going to be some kind of villainous character that you know wants to either like completely destroy the world and remake it or uh, you know what, whatever power hungry kind of thing. Um, and each episode is, is typically a different antagonist as well. Um, and so you, you don't really get uh, have long to uh, get to know these villains, really. Um, and, I mean, even for our main cast of characters, uh, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of, of personal development. Um, it seems like most of the episodes are pretty formulaic and, like, trickling out um, different little hints and, and clues about what this ancient power is and where it came from. Um, and so the characters kind of make realizations um, about the world around them, but it seems like they don't do a lot of like making realizations about themselves. Um, and, you know, if it, like if you're not into that shit, like, and you're just there for the action, that's cool. But yeah, for me, uh, the plot overall was kind of lacking, even though it felt like it should have been more connective. It's, it's really funny to say this, like, this is a definitely, like, a serialized series. Um, does that make any sense, serialized? Uh, yeah, as opposed to, like, episodic. I understand what you mean. Okay, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's serialized as opposed to episodic. And um, yet, Space Patrol Lulico feels like it has more, like, connective plot lines going. Um, but, yeah, you know, uh, so... It just, it, it really made me want to see more of, like, these side characters that they have in for an episode, and then they just don't show up for the rest of the series. Um, I mean, even so far as, like, the other Spriggan, I, I think I've only seen one other Spriggan. Um, and, but in, you know, in the opening, they, like, flash, like, four or five uh, different, you know, teammates or whatever. So, yeah, um, it, it just, it feels like... The formula is so set in, like, okay, establishing um, what this power is, like, connected to. So, like, oh, Noah's Ark, um, who's after it, uh, you know, what, like, countries' militaries are getting involved. And then they kind of, like, slowly trickle you some stuff about the power. And then, you know, there's a big reveal at the end at exactly, like, what the power is or where it came from as, like, the villain activates it or something. And so, yeah, um, I, I'm not a huge fan of it, but they do definitely do the action scenes very well. Um, and it does the, look like the animation looks very uh, detailed and clean, I guess. Yeah, and um, and the only other thing I'd really want to say about it is um, the character design was also pretty lacking. 
Um, yeah. You don't even, like the character design? Yeah, even the characters that I felt like were supposed to be more unique, like um, there's this guy, uh, there's like a French brigand um, whose name is like Jean something, uh, another J, alliteration, and um, he feels like he's he's supposed to be one of the more stylized, like, unique characters, but even his, like, all I can remember is his hair right now, uh, which I guess is something. But yeah, overall, I think the character design is pretty mellow and a little bit. I think it's pretty easy to do an anime art style and then go with very generic looking character designs that look good as far as, like, the motion goes. Right. And, like, the proportions and everything, they just look the same. Um, that I think can be an issue. Not that uh, I haven't, I've only seen clips of Spriggan, so I don't really know, but I feel like it's an easier thing to do with a stylized art style. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Spriggan. Might, it might be worth checking out the uh, the manga. Yeah, maybe so. Maybe the manga's better, but uh, <laughs> if I'm getting a little spicy, I'll just say this. Netflix, I want my fucking two and a half hours back, or however that was. <laughs> <laughs> and damn. <laughs> is there any uh waifus for the show uh there's like a character in the first episode that is like supposed to be the main character's um like childhood friend and they're both in an orphanage together and you'd think like this is like some setup to you know like an interesting uh friendship dynamic of like a recurring character but no <laughs> but anyway, um uh yeah she's she's cute and she's a fucking genius seems like She's, like, uncovering, or she's helping decipher, like, ancient languages and shit, so, um, yeah, she was pretty cool. I don't, I don't remember her name. Uh, again, <laughs> her, her character design wasn't very, it didn't stick out to me. Uh, yeah, uh, is it the orator chick that they show all over Netflix? The, wait, what did you uh, say? It's, like, orange or red hair? Oh, no, no, no. Um, nah. it's the, it's, like, the girl in a lab coat, probably. Ah, I see. And, uh, God, I, yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's pretty much how I feel. Yeah, uh, it seems like Netflix has kind of been funding anime just to do so. I don't, I don't even actually know much about, like, the deals, uh, that Netflix makes to produce these anime or localize them or whatever the actual deals involved are. But uh, it's like they start out and they had stuff like Violet Evergarden and QAnnie's a pretty like hard hitter, I'd say. Yeah. But I, I feel like they've gotten some anime done that are just okay. Uh, Super Crooks, I watched that and it was enjoyable, but uh, it was nothing special. You know what I mean? Yeah. Great Pretender was fantastic. Hell yeah. Great Pretenders. I love it. Hell yeah. Um... Let's see. I guess, I guess I'll do uh, Actually I Am, which is the, the title of the anime. It's uh, the words actually, comma, I am, ellipses. <laughs> I think the manga is also localized as My Monster Secret. Um, I watched the first episode and it was, I was, mm, I'd say on the fence, I guess. I watched two more episodes and uh, it was, it's good. The character designs are unique looking. It does kind of have a weird... Uh, it, it looks like it's from an earlier time period than it was actually made. Because I think it came out in like 2016. 
Yeah. But the character designs, I, I, maybe it's from when the manga was released, but the character designs look older, I guess is the way to put it. Yeah. Uh, it, was, it was pretty funny. It's uh, uh, Basically, the premise is the main character can't keep secrets, and he finds out that uh, the girl he has a crush on is a vampire in the first episode, and then you find out there's other monsters that is cool. Uh, vampire Girl's best girl, though, so, I mean, you don't really have to care about the rest of the characters. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just pretty funny. The animation wasn't great, but it also didn't do that thing that... Uh, anime with like a low animation budget do where you just get no motion whatsoever yeah uh so it, i mean yeah it was is passable animation wise and that was if that's the weakest part of the show it was still pretty good i guess um oh, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anything else i particularly had to say about it um it was really popular when it was coming out so I don't know if it's just if you have uniquely designed waifu characters, if that's an easy way to get people involved, I guess. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll finish it and just be like, oh, yeah, no, it was really good. Uh, yeah. Entire thing. That's why it was popular. Is it was just good. It's by uh, TMS Entertainment, which does Dr. Stone and uh, Domestic Girlfriend. Okay. I've heard good things about Dr. Stone. Uh, I also think they do the new uh, Fruits Basket stuff. They might do the old Fruit Basket stuff. I'm just, I'm not sure. I know they do yeah. the new stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, like, the, the studio is definitely solid. I think uh, all of the shows that studio's done has pretty good animation. Can't have any complaints. But I, I definitely, I would place it as something that's good to watch, but uh, not something you would have to go out of your way for, I guess. That's Does fair. that make sense? Yeah. It, it, there, there, there's nothing deeper there. There's no wonder there, right? As far as I can tell. It's just, it, it's good. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, you get a little bit of character development. You get a little bit of laughs. Uh, that's what you're here for. That's what you're going to get. Hell yeah. Also, I, I guess I like the, uh, like, anime vampire aesthetic. It's neat, I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> also, just like bats. Bats are cool. Bats are one of my favorite animals, right next to rats. <laughs> Bats and rats. Bats and rats. <laughs> They're both wonderful creatures. I mean, I wouldn't really want to own a bat because I think they like bathe themselves in their piss, and that's that sounds yucky. But um, but rats are awesome. Okay, uh, rat, so I, I get my rats to piss on a on a stone. Okay, you put you put like a little rock in their in their litter box, and they piss on that. I don't know why. <laughs> It just, it just works. So, so cats are allowed to lick themselves, and that's called clean. But a bat pees on himself, <laughs> and that's not clean. Well, yeah, come on, man. It's, one's from your mouth, and one's from your nether regions. I, I'm no uh, biologist, but I, I think the pee's cleaner still. <laughs> I mean, listen, okay? <laughs> <laughs> societal norms something something i'm high something something so i uh i finished the uh the way of the house husband manga today like oh, uh, damn an hour ago how excellent <laughs> I, i'm so looking forward to it i'm so i've only read the first 10 chapters or i guess oh, 11 it's really chapters. good it's yeah a, it's a banger i i pretty much read all of it last night uh-huh I just started it and I was like, "Well, oh, this is pretty good. I'll just keep reading it." 
<laughs> it is it is kind of a little weird. Uh the I'm pretty sure the manga's using trace 3D models, but it I don't know, it's never done in a lazy way, I guess. It, it it's all yeah. pretty uh the 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 author uses the fact if they are 3D models uses that fact to shove a lot of detail into a panel. Yeah. And uses like some shading techniques that look like 2D art but like can show that it was a 3D model. Yeah. And I don't know, it, it adds a lot of depth to the character faces and stuff like that. Uh which helps with the expressions which is, you know, 9 tenths of the comedy of that manga. Hell yeah. But uh, that's what a year, so I'll let you. Yeah, uh, yeah, man, we can definitely use about it. Yeah, some of that. Okay, so yeah, so my third is uh, the manga of, uh, sorry, the manga titled "The Way of the House Husband." Um, it's by Co- uh, shit, Kosuke. 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 Okay, yeah, yeah. It's by Kosuke Uno and published in the online manga magazine uh, Kurage Bunch. Post in the online manga magazine Kurage Bunch. Um, it is fantastic. Okay, look, it's it, this is another I feel lighthearted. It's uh, definitely like a comedy manga. Um, it is just so so good. Uh, it's about this guy, this house husband who used to be a yakuza member and like a leader of some group within yakuza, and um, he is fucking hilarious his name is tatsu and you know obviously he married and changed his lifestyle but he is so serious about everything he does like his cooking gotta be on fucking point his plating you know he's he's uh gotta make the whole fucking room look amazing just for breakfast that his wife stormed out of the room for and was like sorry i'm late but um yeah and his his cleaning you know all that shit he takes like super super uh um even his cleaning he takes it all super seriously and makes sure that he's doing like the absolute perfect most perfect job he can uh and it's it's wonderful it makes him such a likable character even though like he's like an ex-gang member and he kind of has like a little bit of a temper but i mean so far from what i've read i've only read the first uh 10 or 11 chapters um but it's you know he never like loses his temper on his wife um not in like a, a toxic way, you know. But um yeah, there's there's a great there's a great fucking scene where uh one of his old like one of the people who worked under him um found him and Massa. What have you Yeah, Massa was like, What have you been doing all this time? And so uh Tatsu always ropes whoever's around him into like his house husband things. <laughs> and so they uh they end up going where do they end up going? Um, do they go to the dollar store? Is that that uh, chapter? No, it's like oh, they 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 go to some cooking class. And, oh yeah, yeah. They learn how to make croquettes or something, and <laughs> and then like halfway through, uh, Massa like loses cool, and he's like, I'm sick of this shit. Like, you know what the hell is this? And so he's kind of like going off on Tatsu, and Tatsu is like, Nah, man. Uh, how can you protect? what is truly precious to you through violence you can't and um masa says some shit and tatsu gets angry and just beats the shit out of him right, there, right after he's like no violence <laughs> <laughs> and it but it's it's done in such a charming way 
Um, I you, you really have to read it for yourself. I definitely recommend this to just absolutely everyone. Uh, it's so funny. Um, fucking 10 out of 10 from me. 10 out of 10. Yeah, it, it was pretty good. Uh, do you know there's a live action on Netflix? Uh, wait, there's a live action one? There is a live action Way of the House Husband on Netflix. I did not know that. <laughs> Apparently, uh, him and his wife have a daughter in that one. Huh. So that that I kind of want to watch it just because of that. I, I really yeah. liked it uh, because the wife was a uh, polycure or however you say the police uh, pretty cure anime that she's into. Yeah, she's a big fan of it. it I, I really liked all the scenes where uh, Tatsu would go and get her some merchandise or something, and he would run into the otaku. Yes, those are so great, dude. When the otaku was was. Um, fucking, like, spending his life savings on the gacha machine, and he kept getting the same, like, little common, uh, you know, worthless little shithead toy. It it was fucking, it was excellent. I loved it. <laughs> I really liked that one of the gags for the otaku is that, uh, his speech bubbles are always too small for all the text that's in them. <laughs> yeah. So it just cuts off the edges of the text. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I really liked it. The anime... So I think the thing about the Netflix anime is that it only uses stills. Is I think how the... I think what threw me off about it, it's been a little bit. But uh, yeah, I, I would strange. recommend reading the manga rather than yeah. the anime. Yeah, I haven't watched the anime at all, but the, the manga is definitely where it's at. I mean, if, if you like the anime, go for it. I just, uh, if you don't like it, I would definitely suggest trying the manga because I really like the manga and I did not care for the anime. Yeah, we'll have to report back how we feel about the uh, the live action. Yeah. Oh, and and real quick, just to add on, uh, we can give some some wonder here, um, dude. All you needs listening and listen, I'm with you, brother. Okay, fucking. Word of solidarity. I don't. I don't know. Uh, I didn't want to say anything. <laughs> um, but dude, if you're neat, this is this is your Bible. You need to take after Tatsu. Okay. You need to learn what you can do to, you know, make your situation better. And Tatsu is it, man. He's he's the king. <laughs> oh, I think uh, doing separating your laundry is a scam. <laughs> I think it's part of Big Housewife. It's part of Big Housewife. Okay, well, now you have to explain Big Housewife and not cut it. You can't cut out. The the way the house husband is about Big Housewife. It's about housewives being like the Yakuza. <laughs> it's the shadowy hand behind everything that has to do with... Uh, Laundry detergent and all the other weird liquids that you get for that. <laughs> you think you have to separate colors and whites? Why? <laughs> uh, I guess. Uh, I guess uh, my only excuse can be uh, some people want their whites to be extra white, so they use bleach. I guess that's true. I don't wear a lot of white clothes, so is that yeah, yeah. mostly socks? Uh, damn. Uh, Bakuman on Gatari, uh, yeah. which I saved for last because uh, I have a lot to say about it. Hell yeah! It's Five Studio Shaft, which um, 
Shaft does Madoka. Uh, it does a lot of other good shit, but I think most people have, are at least aware of what Madoka is. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say their kind of style is uh, like a trippier animation style and more uh, psychological, I guess. Uh, I, one of the things I really like about Bakamonogatari is it takes uh, lines from the light novel and just throws them on title cards and intersperses them throughout the episode, right? Yeah. So, like, something that's hard to when you're adapting a novel to TV or a movie or something is, in a novel, I can easily tell you what the character's thinking, right? Um, then, like, you can do that with a show or movie, but y- you, you just end up doing a voiceover, right? That That's really the only way I see people do it most of the time. So what uh, Bakamana Gatari does is instead of littering the, the audio track with a voiceover of the main character complaining or whatever, it'll just give you little uh, snippets of, like, from the light novel of what he was thinking, right? Which gives you context for, like, the main character's personality and also... I think it's done in a way that the text goes by so quickly that you almost don't have time to read it. Yeah. Or you don't have time to read it all, depending on, I guess, how quickly you read. But it's done just enough that I think you get, like, the feeling of what the main character is thinking without wasting time on it. Yeah. And it's a neat little uh, bonus, I guess, if you sit there and you pause and you go and read what the cards say. Yeah. Um... So I had mentioned openings earlier and how good opening means a good anime, right? Right. Well, if that's the case, Bakamana Katari has an opening for every single, uh, like each of these groups of episodes that are like an arc based on a different character have their own like character opening that's based on that character's story. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, it's where you get uh, Renai Circulation and Platinum Disco. Which I'm sure you've heard. Of course. Who hasn't? Right. And uh, yeah, all the openings are good. Uh, It's a pretty good anime. I would say, uh, especially after I just said that the first episodes, uh, you can normally tell if something's good. If you're thrown off by the first episode, uh, keep in mind that Shaft is just very weird, I guess. Uh, You'd really just have to watch something they've done to understand what I mean when I say that. (laughs) it's a lot of very interesting choices for how they put together the scenes um shaft is also i think one of the studios that pioneered using a ton of cgi in their work they don't do the characters in cgi maybe in some of the fight scenes they do but uh, not never noticeably i guess but a lot of the backgrounds are done with cgi so that they can do a lot of uh interesting things with them uh yeah uh, it, uh one of the other things I really like about Bakuman Gatari is that when the characters are like explaining something, you tend to not get a scene of them flapping their mouth. You yeah. tend to get a scene of whatever they're explaining, kind of visualized. Right. Which I I think uh it it just adds a little bit. Uh, there's a couple other cute little things it'll do, like when they're having a phone conversation. Uh, they've done that in different ways to represent, like, not being able to hear the other person clearly on the phone or, like, uh, the one of the people, like, lowering the volume on their phone or something, and it'll have, like, a visual of the volume bars going down when they're doing it. Yeah. 
it, it's just little details that I think, well, we, we could probably have a whole conversation about like phones and media and like being able to represent something that's such an important part of most people's lives at this point. Right. But it, yeah. it's, like, it's like really hard to, with a camera, show you what a phone's doing, right? Yeah. Especially recording another screen is just difficult to begin with. You have like the refresh rates being different as an issue. Yeah. Um, but like there, there's a couple cool shows, I guess, uh, just as an example to kind of tell you what I'm thinking of. Have you seen uh, Sherlock? No. Okay. In Sherlock, uh, one of the things they do is that like they just show what one of the characters is texting just in floating text on the side of the screen, more or less. Yeah. And I think it's a good way to do it because I don't want to stare at a phone screen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, wa- sure. I want to see what you're showing me. So the cool little things like the volume bars are like the kind of stylized representations of the phone call and stuff like that are interesting because it's something that I think everyone has to tackle if they're telling stories about like modern people that use phones. Right. So I, I think I think it's really interesting seeing uh, how different people do that since it's such a recent thing. There's yeah. not like an established uh, method or like there's no god of storytelling who has made it a certain way that everyone copies. Yeah. Uh, also, as far as waifus go, uh, you have uh, – I'm, I'm not even going to fucking say their names. They're all difficult names, I feel like. Um, Sinjahara is like the main female lead, I guess. Uh, crab. She's possessed by a crab spirit in the show. Okay. And so like each of them have like an animal motif that's based on like the the apparition that is related to their like story arc. Yeah. So she's crab and she's like a sundere. And I think one of my favorite things about Bakamana Gatari is by episode four, I think, the Araragi, the main character, is in a, ma- a relationship with uh, Sinjahara, the crab girl. And they don't really do like the harem thing of like ignoring that the relationship exists or like just having them fight all the time. Yeah. And I actually think it gives you a lot of good like relationship moments. Mm-hmm. Uh, I won't spoil one, but there's one in the, I want to say it's the third set of episodes, so I think it's around like episode five or six. It'll be the one that's about the uh, the tomboy underclassmen, if uh, anyone ends up watching it. And it's like the monkey-themed one. Uh, anyway, great moment between Aragi and his girlfriend, Sinjahara. Sinjiohara, or whatever. Hell yeah. And so I, I don't know that it's with a lot of romance anime or romance in stories, period, not just romance oriented works. I don't think you get a lot of like actual relationship stuff. A lot of the time you tend to get build up or like uh, two steps forward, one step back kind of stuff, I guess. Yeah, that's fucking exhausting. And, and especially with the Sundere archetype, you know, uh, as much as I love things like Shakugan no Shana and, you know, Familiar of Zero. Yeah. The the Sundari character just doesn't uh, progress normally in the relationship. Yeah. Well, uh, I guess that's all of our ones we had prepared. Did you have... I, I have a couple of more things that I could talk about as far as anime and manga go, but there's anything 
uh, anything you wanted to touch upon? Uh, no, that's that's been it. I I'm surprised how fast the time has went. I, I meant to like start, you know, getting into Cowboy Bebop, but I've only seen the first episode. So, oh uh, yeah, I'm on like episode four. I've been doing it kind of slowly. I'll do like one episode and then like let let it settle, I guess. Yeah, uh, you know, I've seen Cowboy Bebop four or five times through, right? Yeah, it, it's one of those that uh, it's like Madoka, where if someone hasn't seen it, I'll sit down and watch at least the first few episodes with them. Yeah. Uh, I, I tend to do that as kind of like a testament to the quality that I'll sit down and watch it with someone again. Yeah. Because <laughs> if it wasn't good enough for me to do that, then <laughs> I'm not going to tell you to watch it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Cowboy Bebop's been going pretty well. I guess I'll save most of that for uh, next week because mm-hmm. I have some thoughts about that. But I will talk about... Um, Current my current obsession, which is Welcome to Demon School, Arumakun. Hell what yeah. a fantastic anime and manga. <laughs> um, I, I kind of watched it on a whim on Crunchyroll, uh-huh. and I don't even know what that anime studio does besides that. Uh, let me go ahead and look it up while I'm right here. I'm also going to go ahead and after the episode add all of these anime to our uh, my anime list. Yeah, it'll just kind of help us. It'll help us if we're thinking later, like, oh, what have we seen? Or like, what haven't we finished? And stuff like that. Yeah. As far as talking about anime go or manga. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bandai Namco Pictures is the studio, which does uh, Jintama, which I've only seen a little bit. Uh, it's very popular comedy anime and manga, though. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure it's in Shonen Jump. Uh fucking a lot of Jintama shows or movies or whatever. Yeah, besides that, uh, oh, they did Tiger and Bunny. That's something. Yeah, uh, Rumakun is done by Bandai Namco Studios. The anime is. The manga is by by a woman. I know I made note of that because I thought it was interesting. Um, What is her name? (laughs) Oh, Osamu Nishi. There we go. Uh, and so it's about, uh, it's an isekai, I guess, in the sense that it's another world story. Yeah. But what it, the premise is, uh, boy's parents sell his, uh, his soul to a demon and the demon bought his soul specifically to raise him as his own grandson, more or less. Mm-hmm. And so then he takes precautions to disguise his human grandson and sends him to demon school. I would say it's comparable to like My Hero Academia, where the idea is like it's a a school for, in this case, demons who have magic abilities. Yeah. And every demon has a bloodline ability, which is like their own special power. Mm -hmm. Uh, Where where I'd say it has the most in common with uh, My Hero. And then they break it up into different uh, like exams, which I think the, the fun thing for the exams for me is that they don't it's not just like a tournament right it's not just like a fight these guys in a tournament arc it's always some unique uh idea right i I guess to use an example one of the first tournaments is just like them playing dodgeball which is pretty straightforward and then one of the later tournaments is the harvest festival that i think is what's going to be the first thing in season three of the anime but with the basic premise being uh you have to go out into the wild and survive for four days 
and collect ingredients that are like graded on a point system. Okay. And you're competing with everyone else for points. So there's this whole aspect of like uh, them manipulating other people to get points, them stealing from other people. Uh, you know what their hunting strategy is as far as like uh, you know are they going for large point targets or a lot of small point targets stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it's stuff like that that it's a challenge that lets you explore a character and it's not just who punches harder. Yeah. That I I really like. Uh, Cannot recommend the uh, the manga enough. It's done really well. Uh, I'm currently at like a cliffhanger in one of the fights, and uh, it's great. the The action's good. the The comedy's solid. I really like the characters. It does a it makes a main focus of like 13 students in the misfit class, which one of the 13 students is the the human, the main character Aruma. Uh huh. And it does a very good job of letting you know all of the characters in that class. Is I, I guess probably the best way I could pitch the character development. Yeah. Is uh, uh, there's a lot of shows that'll have a lot of characters. There's not many shows that I think sell me on all of their a lot of characters. Uh, I guess one off the top of my head is like Code Geass had a lot of characters that I liked. Yeah. But usually you either have like a few well-developed characters or like a lot and only some of them are like enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But I, I really like where Aruma's is going. Uh, they just did like the manga just went to like their second school year. And so they yeah. have underclassmen now. And one of the arcs, the like tournament that they're doing is they have to protect two of their underclassmen from basically teachers attacking them. Yeah. And I don't know, that's really cool. It's a cool way to introduce new characters. It's a cool way to kind of develop the characters you already have. You know, you get new character interactions between, you know, new characters and old characters. All this good stuff, right? Yeah. And it's all done in, like, a way that I think is just clever. Because it, it's a basic... It, it's pretty basic idea. It's just like, oh, the characters have to protect the balloons that the underclassmen are carrying, right? Yeah. And the teachers are trying to pop the balloons and the, you know, the misfit class have to protect their underclassmen so the teachers don't pop their balloons. But, it, you know, it's, it's stuff like that that gives you uh, the basis for character development, I think, right? Yeah. I, I think maybe another benefit to uh, what I'm going to call more grounded uh, conflict, even though, like, the magic in Arumakun really isn't that grounded... But, like, when, when you get into understandable situations, right, you're not talking about, like, blasting the dragon with all the magic you have, which is, uh, I don't know, something that I feel like I have a hard time uh, understanding, relating to the character about. Because, like, I've played a video game and blasted a dragon with all the magic I have, right? Yeah. But I, I don't know what it feels like to blast the dragon with magic, though, right? Yeah. I, I could just imagine it. But... You know, if you told me something like, oh, you have to uh, gather, like, food ingredients or you have to stop these balloons from being popped, it's like I can understand in terms of that's something I could do, right? Yeah. So then, you know, I understand the the game they're playing, right? Yeah. And then getting to see the magic on top of that is what makes it, you know, a story and fantasy. But the the relationship 
like of the reader to the characters comes from it being i guess more grounded task and conflict Mm -hmm. so yeah uh, that's a very roundabout way of saying i think there's good ways to do character development for uh like just completely alien magical settings yeah and i I think aruma kun does a good job of that hell yeah the i've got a question because um you describing it has kind of made me feel like it might be similar to another show do you think it's it's kind of similar to hunter hunter uh in the way of like um you know nin users and stuff like that um yes uh i I would say like especially the hunter exam portion is uh pretty similar um there is like a general magic use in aruma and it seems like magic can replicate people's bloodline abilities it's just like whatever your bloodline ability is you're really good at that yeah uh just as an example one of the characters um maybe that's a spoiler uh let me think of another character that has a uh a bloodline ability that's pretty easy to explain uh one of the characters uh sabnok sabros i think or something along those lines has the ability that where he's if he's biting a type of metal, he can make a weapon out of that metal appear out of thin air. Uh-huh. And presumably, uh, you don't really see other people doing that, but presumably that's like magic other people can do. You do get some cases of like people using magic to create items or something. Yeah. So he's just that's just his thing. That's his specialty. Right. Uh, another one of the characters uh, just to use an example, has like a bloodline ability of he can uh, speak to animals. Okay. But like, there's other language magic that's shown, I guess, is the uh, my explanation there. Uh-huh. So it's like his bloodline ability could just be said to be language magic. It's just that it's his intuitive uh, specialty, right? It's yeah. what that character is good at. Uh, so yeah, I guess it's kind of similar to Hunter. Hunter, because everyone does sort of have a specialty uh and but there's like a more general everyone can access nan in this these ways sort yeah. of deal uh yeah I, I really like it i'd highly recommend it the characters are bangers uh alice ismodius which is like uh the male best friend is a uh, great character uh english voice actor died between season two and three so i don't know what they're gonna do there but uh yeah great show you should watch it Hell should watch yeah. it just because the VA died. Yeah, do, do it in fucking honor of him. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do it. It sounds great. There we go. Um, well, folks, next week we're gonna be doing Cowboy Motherfucking Bebop. Cowboy Weewop. Cowboy yep. Rootin' Tootin'. It's gonna be a Rootin' Tootin' good time. So, yeah, come back, please, and what and fucking listen to us ramble again into your sweet sweet ears. Until next time, I'm Nathaniel, and uh, the other guy is... Cyborg. Ooh, yeah! Cyborg. Ooh, yeah! Let's try that again. Until next time, <laughs> I'm Nathaniel, and... And I'm Cyborg. Booyah! Booyah, there we go. Alright, see you folks later. Booyah. Booyah. I'm looking at the summer 2022 um, anime. Craig, mm. you alright? Is that, is that how you do it? Leave? Fuck, maybe not. Shit. <laughs> uh, um, I guess I could just kick him, but st- oh, stop, stop, stop. Yeah, stop is.